Welcome back into the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. You know who I am. I am your host, Blaine Spencer. We only have two divisional breakdowns left. Today is the AFC South. I have my good friends, JT and the Don, coming on for their first time on the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. I know we've been trying to work this out for a little while now. Fellas, thank you so much. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Hope you're doing good, and thanks for having us on. Sorry, you're gonna have to put up with JT, but I'll, I'll try. I'll try to help you navigate the JT uh, blank. Yeah, thanks for having us on. But you see, Diva Don is already stricken. He <laughs> this is how he does it. He likes to come on act like the nice guy, but you'll see how he really is. Yeah, but this should be a really fun show. Uh, we've been looking forward to coming on for a while, so we're glad to be here. Yes, absolutely. It's I, I can already tell the dynamic between you guys today is gonna be nothing but lightning in a bottle. Just full firing back at one another. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But let's (laughs) jump right into our first squad that we're going to be taking a look at. And that is the team that won the AFC South a year ago. That is the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee made some interesting moves this year. They brought in Traylon Burks as they traded A.J. Brown to Philadelphia. They also drafted Malik Willis. In the third round out of Liberty, many thought he was going to be a higher draft pick than he was as he fell. The real question mark is Ryan Tannehill. Well, how much of a leash will Tennessee give him with a very raw and athletic McGuigan Willis behind him? But of course, that the team runs through Derrick Henry. JT, I'm going to start with you. What do you see in Tennessee? Um, it's funny that we're actually talking about this because I feel like this offseason, Don and I have argued the most about this division above any other which is strange um I like what you I like how you started off um Traylon Burks I love that pick I think he's the perfect replacement for AJ Brown they're literally receivers that are written in the same font so <laughs> he's just younger and they're going to do pretty much the same things those slants and in breaking routes and he's just going to catch him in yards after the catch and take it to the house so I like that pick Malik Willis, I don't think he'll see the field this year just because I think Tannehill's still a decent starter and they still owe him money. And I don't think Malik's ready yet, even though I thought in that draft he was the best quarterback because he's the best run pass combination in the class. So I like his long term upside, but not really this year. Um, Another player I like, too, um, that's kind of flying under the radar is Austin Hooper. I thought that was a really good pickup by them he really could start off the season as the number one option on that team. You know, and like we forget, you know, he went to Cleveland where all they do is just run the ball, but he's just what two seasons removed from 75 catch eight, 800 plus yard season in Atlanta. So I think he's still the real deal, but overall I'm just down on this team. And I just think it's, you know, their talent is getting older. I think last year, Don, that's the one thing he did say that I did agree on luckiest number one seed of all time in football and I think their window is just continuing to close Derrick Henry carries I think he's what third in career running back touches amongst active running backs foot surgery I don't like those signs I think he's going to continue to break down Tannehill you already mentioned I'm a Dolphins fan he's starting to look like Miami Tannehill we know how that goes he basically fleeced the Titans out of what 60 million off of 10 games And then they're expecting Robert Woods to be 30 years old coming off of ACL to come in and just, you know, dominate. And I'm like, people, people just don't do that. You know, if this was Odell Beckham Jr. coming off of ACL, they wouldn't be calling to come back. So why should I be in on, you know, the Bobby trees comeback? So 
this just has a recipe for them to just completely disappoint, especially to where they finished last year. So I can see them probably getting five or six wins and it wouldn't be a surprise to me. Don, how about you? Yeah, I think JT brings up some actually like some really good points, actually. Um, and I think naturally when you go, what were they? Uh, 12 and five, I believe, you know, when you go 12 and five without that superstar type quarterback and without like an elite all time great defense, the next year you're bound to have some regression. So I think they're going to regress some. Now I get the feeling what J JT's alluding to is that they might not be even the second best team in that division, which there I would disagree with. So I would stop him there, even though he didn't say it, but he wants to. So I'll stop him there because yes, there'll be some regression, but I mean, bringing in a guy like Robert Woods and I agree with you, JT Austin Hooper is actually like a sneaky good uh, signing that they did. I think with with those two additions to their offense, yes, losing A.J. Brown is huge, and that's where the regression is going to be. But don't forget, Derrick Henry's only 28 years old, and I understand he's had a lot of carries. He, you know, had the foot injury, and J.T. knows as well as anyone, I'm not a big fan of older running backs who've had a lot of carries. However, usually he's not a that, fan of older running backs that have a lot of money either. So I just want to throw that out there. It's usually it's usually like when you start to hit 30 and Derrick Henry's not quite there. Yes, he may not be the Derrick Henry of two or three years ago, but he's still going to be a force. He's still going to get his yards. The offense is still going to run through him. And as long as he's not 30 yet, I'm still fine with rolling the dice with Derrick Henry. So I think that. There'll be some regression, as I mentioned, but I think the wild card here is who we forget is Mike Vrabel. To me, he is coming along. I mean, you look at his first four years. The guy has not been under 500. He's starting to remind me of a Mike Tomlin-type guy that has a Mike Tomlin-type team where it's defense, it's hard-nosed, they're going to they're gonna put the work in, and they're always going to hover around 500 regardless if Tannehill's the quarterback if it's a superstar quarterback, they're not going to dip below 500. And I feel like that's the way this team's going to go. Yes, they're going to regress, but don't expect them to fall off and not at least try to be playoff contenders. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they will be in the thick of it come weeks 15, 16, 17. Well, Don, I'll say it for you. The Titans will not be making the playoffs. They are going to be on the outside looking in. I think the Mike Vrabel component is a good one, right? Because he has already shown the pedigree, even especially with that Bill Belichick type ideology with the Mike Tomlin like ego personified, right? With being able to rally the troops and like how they went 12 and five last year has to be an absolute anomaly. With all of the injuries that they were went through, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you couldn't tell you other than Tannehill who was playing running back or who was on the outside for that squad. And the calling card of this team was their defensive line. And that was one thing that I, I think they're going to fall off a little bit. There's a couple of components that they've lost there on that D-line. And I'm going to make the bull prediction that Malik Willis will be playing towards the end of the year. I do. I think you're going to see the Miami Tannehill that JT brought up. And he's already got a scar and ready to shed some tears because of Miami Tannehill flashing before his eyes. But you're going to see Malik Willis because they he 
give something different that will complement Derrick Henry, right? How are you going to make Derrick Henry the best he can be and help him stay on the field? Limit those carries until that stretch run. I think Willis will be there by halfway through because Tannehill won't be producing early. And this is a team that's going to be has to go through the gauntlet this year as the tops as the number one seed. They got to go play Kansas City. You got to play Cincinnati. You have to play Buffalo. Those you could make the argument there that they are going to be at least a touchdown underdog in all three of those games. And then you have, I think personally that Tennessee is honestly best case scenario is that they're nine and eight. I think they'll be right on the outside looking in. That's maybe not a an issue with Tennessee as a whole, but because of the depth of the AFC. I think the AFC South is honestly a forgotten division right now because you have Indy and Tennessee that were right on the edge of the postseason last year, but the AFC has only gotten deeper this year. I have them missing out, and that's my take on it. I I actually have written down nine and eight, nine and eight as well because it goes back to having Vrabel. I don't see them taking that big of a hit, but like I said, I don't. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs because I, I don't think they will. I've got them at nine and eight. And JT, don't shake your head yes when Blaine says AFC South is a forgotten contending division because they do have some depth. Because you've been telling me all offseason, oh, that division is junk. Jacksonville's going to win the no, division. No, I didn't. So that's, that don't is, that shake is not, your that head is, that is yes not what I, that is not when what Blaine said. says that. That's do not, not what I said. See, you see, yes. see we're, we're, we're already starting. See, now I know why you like Mike Rabel so much. You guys got similar things going on. The hair, everything like that. I get it. Like personal I know you attacked hope, why JT. You, you hope I didn't you take hope, a personal attack. You hope Vrabel sees this and he and he and he brings you on. I get it. But here's <laughs> the thing: two thing, two things that really worry me. I, I I'm not saying it's out of the realm that that they could end up where you guys are, basically like a playoff fringe team. Like I, I can see that happening. But the reason I'm I'm going more toward the five to six win range is two things that really bother me. You brought up a great uh, point about the defense. Both of you, that's usually their calling card. Harold Landry is out for the season, torn ACL. That's a big, big loss. Like, where does the pass rush come from on the edge? I like Byard. I like Jeffrey Simmons. But Landry is really, really a big part of that defense. And you look at Derrick Henry. I'm going to bring it up again. One, I don't like any skill position players that are coming off knee or foot injuries and they have surgery the following year. It almost never works out. And you saw it kind of when Derrick Henry came back last year. Like, he was basically just running into the line. Like he didn't really didn't have yeah, that because burst. he came back too early. I mean, yeah, Adrian Pe- Derek Henry's along the lines of an Adrian Peterson. We'll you see. Can't put it past him. We'll we'll see. I mean, if anybody could do it, it's him. But I mean, how many times has somebody pulled the Adrian Peterson where they tore the knee and then one day the they came I, back it was an no, MVP player. I, I agree. Year. What I'm saying is though, if anyone could repeat what Peterson did, it would be Derek Henry. But I look at Henry. I'm gonna go back to the career touches. He's got over 1600. The guys that are above him are Zeke and I think Melvin Gordon. But the difference that worries me with Derrick Henry is I know out of those 1,600 touches, like 98% of them are runs. So that means he's not getting those passes to take the load off him when he where he's not getting hit or he goes out of bounds. That means 1,600 plus times they're handing him off the ball. He's either getting tackled or he's running over a defender to get extra yards. So he's getting hit every play in a shorter time span than some of those other running backs on that list and in different ways. So you say it all the time, Don, like running backs don't deserve money, tag them until they die. And this is why like Derrick Henry is the perfect example of that. And I just see the downfall, like Mike Rabel, if he can get them to the playoffs, I think he should be coach of the year because I just don't see it with this team. Like, I don't think they're really that talented. 
And I think last year they got lucky because Lamar Jackson went down when the Ravens would have really been the number one seed if he would have been healthy the rest of the year. Well, JC, just to push back on, I think the defensive component is a good one. Because I feel like Kevin Byard, someone just says he's a ball hawk. He reminds me a lot of how Trayvon Diggs was successful last year. A very scheme fit oriented. You could see when he got burnt, he was getting burnt bad. But when he made a play, it looked like he was superhuman. So, like, I I feel like Bayard is a probably – he's arguably one of the better safeties in football. I think we, we can both – all three of us can agree on that. But you can also – I feel like that's the issue with secondary players nowadays is that they're all getting burnt. And even though you're potentially one of the top premier pl- secondary players in the league, there's still those couple plays that you're just scratching your head like, what are you doing Happens to Jalen Ramsey, right? I think it happened to him in the playoffs at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Tamp- Mike Evans schooled him a couple of times in that. As- and then, well, the Super Bowl penalty, but that was a penalty. So the T. Higgins one. So I think Tennessee's really intriguing, though. So what is JT's final record prediction here, JT? I think like, he's going I think he's going to lean six. I think he's going to go be a little bit <laughs> yeah, nicer. Yeah, I said, I said, I gave, I'll give him six wins. Wow. Six and 11. Oh, he'll be nice. Wow. Okay. So, because if I said five, I know, I know you'll, drop, I know you'll jump down my throat. You would think Malik Willis is in at that point, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I think he, I, I do agree with you. I think he'll get PT. I just think, I think the combination of all the things we talked about and like Tannehill regressing, and I don't think Traylon Burks is going to come around in enough time to, to meet with Tannehill where it's like, okay, now we can make a run. So, I just think they, they fall apart early. All the young guys start getting PT at the end, and that just looks like a six five six win team. Wow, I don't know. It's gonna be. I think Tennessee is gonna be one of the more intriguing teams to see because they could be right there where Don and I think they're gonna be, or I think they could also easily fall off. It's gonna be a lot of fifty fifty games with them. Yeah, and, and Blaine, that is presuming now that Henry stays healthy. Not, yeah, if they if like, he stays healthy. They might. They could be top five in the draft. Right. If he doesn't stay, yeah. If he does not stay healthy, it's not going to be like last year where they have other pieces that can that can solve the problem of Henry not being there. Right. 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 All right, fellas. Let's jump to the next squad who finished second, and that was honestly because their quarterback couldn't learn how to throw the football in the last two weeks of the season, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. Sorry, I'm a Washington fan, man. I got Carson as my quarterback now. I'm so butthurt about it. So I have to rip them, rip them some way or another. <laughs> but um, that is the Indianapolis Colts. Everyone thinks with this squad that they're always one of the best top to bottom. And this past year, we all thought that quarterback was the issue. I think we can all agree that Matt Ryan is an upgrade in comparison to Carson Wentz. And I have them as my favorites to take the division. And I think people forget that they brought in Stephon Gilmer in, on the outside. And that's like another squad in the AFC South that runs right through their running back. And that the engine is Jonathan Taylor. Don, let's start with you. Where do you see the Colts going this year? Well, Blaine, not that your show needs any hot takes, but in case it does here, you can put this on loop. All right. They're going to be a playoff contender. They're going to be, they're going to be the division winner. They're going to be the AFC champs, obviously get to the Super Bowl. And I'm not going to say win the Super Bowl, but I do believe they will get to the Super Bowl. They have Jonathan Taylor as an MVP candidate. 
that defense I still think is underrated in my opinion. And they got better because they signed Yannick Ngakwe and the quarterback position, which listen, I thought Wentz was going to thrive there. I really did. And I admit, unlike JT, I admit when I'm wrong and I, and I missed that mark there. So Blaine, I, 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 I wish your team the best with Carson Wentz, but no doubt you said it, Matt Ryan's an upgrade. So if you have a great defense, you have a great running game, you have a great offensive line, and now you bring in pieces like Ngakwe, Matt Ryan, who I think will be this year's Matthew Stafford. He's finally out of a place that is known to lose, and now he's going to a place that, just like the Rams, great defense. I think good coaching, not as good as McVay, but good coaching, much better run game than the Rams, and Matt Ryan knows how to he knows how to win. He's not going to lose you the game. And then they're adding pieces like Stephon Gilmore. Reminds me of the Rams, right? Bringing in older guys that know how to play and win. And then they brought in the young guys like Alec Pierce and Nick Cross. And JT and I had a conversation in that he felt he's not sure how the defense is going to do without um, Eberflus, who went to the Bears. But people forget they brought in for their defensive coordinator this year, Gus Bradley. And people forget again. He was kind of the first defensive coordinator of that Legion of Boom. He was there while they were growing up. So don't forget that before he left to become what? I think the Jaguars head coach. So don't forget this guy knows defense. He may not have been a great head coach with the Jaguars, but he knows defense. And I think the guys they lost, like no Colts fan or no Colts front office guy shedding tears over it. So they upgraded their two most important positions, quarterback and defensive line, meaning pass rusher on the edge and Ngakwe and Matt Ryan. So I, I've got them going to the Super Bowl. That is a hot take for sure, because I do not have them in the Super Bowl, which is interesting. JT, is is Don on an island here? Do you have them in the Super Bowl? <laughs> Man, I mean, I mean, you want to talk about a hot take. I'll, I'll give it to him. The guy is bold. I mean, turn the AC on. It's hot for real. Um. No, I don't agree with him, obviously. Um, I, I, I'll i say I agree with him on some things. I love the additions. Gilmore, former Defensive Player of the Year, probably, I mean, I can't name a better corner that Indy has had maybe in the past decade. So he definitely adds potential to the defense. And Gakwe, Don and I both love him. We just can't figure out year after year how he doesn't get, you know, a big contract. I mean, I think, what, he's had eight sacks at least every year he's been in the league, and he had 10 last year, and he's still flying under the contract for some reason yeah he's like the Kirk Cousins of defensive ends except he's not cashing out so I mean you put him next to Buckner Leonard and uh Quiddy Pay if he gets healthy I, I like that I like that front seven and Matt Ryan technically should be an upgrade over Carson Wentz but I think people are knocking Carson Wentz a little bit more than they should because numbers wise he actually played really well last year I just think him leaving Indy had more to do with like a locker room fit but, but JT, that you've always said it. That's huge. You always said it in Philly, and it showed up. You had me finally believe you in that sense that when you saw in Indianapolis, they just kind of fell apart. And you're like, how could they go from so good to so bad so fast and then lose to Jacksonville with everything on the line? You got to start looking at either the coaching staff or the quarterback. So and and, and I'm glad I'm glad you said that because that's actually a perfect segue to my overall expectation for this team is they'll be exactly what they were last season. And I'll tell you why. The reason I don't, I'm not as high on the Colts as maybe Don is and maybe you are is, 
when I look at the Colts, everyone's always like, oh, you know, like this team is just a quarterback away. You know, there's a quarterback away from going to the AFC championship, going to the Super Bowl, that that next Bengals team. And when I look at this team, I'm like, they're not a quarterback away and their issues aren't a quarterback issue. It's a personnel and talent issue on offense because you look at that team. Jonathan Taylor is great, right? Outside of him, who else is really reliable? I mean, I know everybody wants to say Michael Pittman is this great guy and he's going to do it. And, you know, I know this is not a fantasy football show, but everybody loves him in fantasy. And Yeah, he won me my fantasy league. Thank you, Michael Pittman. Appreciate yeah, but, like, but everybody is assuming, like, okay, like Michael Pittman, just because he's a starter now and he's got hype and he's showing flashes that, all right, you can just lock him in as a top 10 receiver. But let's say Pittman, you know, becomes half of what the hype is. Then what? Who's behind him? They don't have a tight end. They're no, they have no number two wide receiver. And here's the thing. Matt Ryan is not that much better than Carson Wentz at this point in his career to say, you know what? He's going to mask all his deficiencies. This isn't like Tom Brady or somebody as talented as Matthew Stafford coming to the Colts and they can mask that stuff. Also, everybody knows Jonathan Taylor is coming this year. You didn't know that last year because they didn't want to use him in a full-time role until like what 75% way through the season guess what they know he's coming they know you're going to run the ball now can Matt Ryan throw the ball with stack boxes can those receivers for the Colts get open one-on-one coverage I'm not so sure so that worries me just because I don't think they have enough talent to be an AFC champion and then the injuries worry me to some of their star players Gilmore I love him he's not the healthiest he's getting older uh, whatever Leonard wants us to call is it Shaq now? It's not Darius Leonard, it's Shaq Leonard now, whatever his name is. He's starting to worry me now, too, with injuries. The second year in a row, he's had some injury that's lingered, had offseason surgery. I think it was on his ankle this year. He really didn't do much through the offseason and the preseason. So I love him when he's healthy, but those kind of things worry me because the Colts don't have enough depth to survive if one of those big alpha players goes down. And that's why I have them doing exactly what they did last year. If they stay healthy, great, maybe. But the odds of that happening in the NFL are really low. So I got them at eight and nine. I think they'll be exactly in the same boat they were at last year. I am stunned who you think is going to win this division. I am because that already. That's what I'm saying, Blake. It's it's ridiculous. What how he views this division is he poo-poos on this division. This division at the top is pretty strong, man. Like you're not giving Tennessee and Indianapolis enough credit I on am. how they built. No, you just said I don't. I don't like this roster construction. Well, you don't need to like it. What needs to produce is the results on the field, and they've had it. The offensive line is really good. Defense is really good for really both of those teams. Like I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought up. I'm glad you brought up the O line. Quentin Nelson, I love it. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Another player that is really injured, and when he goes down, what does that offensive line look like? Another thing is, I'll say this. I know I haven't brought this up in our discussions, but I'm gonna just say it because we're on Blaine's show, and you know what? I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling good today. I just don't think Frank Reich is everything he's hyped up to be, and. You've seen it. Frank Reich is supposed to be this guy that, hey, look, when he left Philly, everything turned to crap because he He's wasn't his there. third quarterback in three years. Oh, um, man, you say the same thing, Wentz, JT, Wentz, about Wentz, Sean Wentz, McVay Wentz, Wentz was supposed to be year. like Wentz was supposed to be, you know what, it's not him. It's it's Doug Peterson. Frank Reich was the real guy that got the most out of him. He did. went to Indian. and it Still flamed did. out. Same coach that, that looked at Jonathan Taylor every day in practice was like, you know what, 
I'm gonna let him split carries with Naheem Hines and we'll see how this thing goes. Like he's done questionable things that make me think, okay, like Frank Reich either is not as good as we think we are. Or he's like trying to get too cute at the wrong moments. I think the Frank Reich, the Taylor take is interesting because if Hines doesn't get hurt, I don't even think he gets that 75% of the workload that you we were talking about when he gets three quarters of the way through the year, right? Because Hines gets hurt about halfway through, and that was the component of why Taylor had to take on a bigger load. So that's an intriguing point. For me, I've got Indy winning the division, but I have them losing immediately in the first round in the wild card. Sorry, John. I am way off of that Super Bowl train. Running in defense, man. Running in defense. Well, I'm let's all you. right. Let's look at the AFC as a whole right now. The team they're, they're probably going to be the fourth best team in the AFC, right? They'll be the four seed. So they're either going to get stuck with the, for me, I have them getting the Chiefs in the first round. I have the Chiefs finishing as the five seed. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to do Patrick Mahomes things to them. So I I don't know, man. That You are out of the limb because you have them going through at least Kansas City or Buffalo. But let me, but let me ask you this. If we said, if, if I had told you it was going to be Rams-Colts last year at this moment, you would have laughed at both of those picks. And you look at how they built those teams, it's really not much different in terms of how the Colts are doing it, right? The Bengals said, all right, we have our quarterback, which I know Matt Ryan is not Joe Burrow, but they felt we got to get an offensive line. They got the guys on the defensive line. The secondary is like, uh, you know, the secondary to me is not the greatest in Cincinnati when you got what Eli Apple out there. So like, it's not the greatest, but they made up for it with the front seven. And JT just said it in his beautiful monologue about how the Colts are going to go eight and nine. That I like their their front seven's legit. Well, you've got a front seven on defense that's legit. You have a great offensive line. And I understand you may not think those weapons are great, but if I would have told you a year ago that the Rams would lose Robert Woods and this guy named Cooper Cup is going to be the NFL MVP, you would be like, not even in your wildest dreams could you imagine that because you didn't think Cooper Cup and the Rams had that sort of talent outside of Woods and Beckles. Like, they didn't even have a tight end that people – I got to disagree with you. Like, I've, I've always thought Cooper Cup has been good because he's flashed before. The okay. only thing is he, okay. he's been hurt. Pick, like, you forget the one the one year where he missed good. a lot of Pick games. He was good. one of the best receivers in football before he went down but with Pittman, Jared Goff. Pittman is good. What I'm saying is no one saw what Cooper Cup was going to do. You were worried about Jamar Chase a year ago because he had the drops as a rookie. I wasn't. So like the world yes, you was. were. You, you were no, I go, wasn't. Go back and look at our IG page. You were you were posting. No, I posted what somebody so, else says. You, you know, so, you, you can't put me in this box to paint your narrative. Look, I, I'm look. not. Yes, you are. I have it. We can pull that up. It, John, does it say JT said out, it? Man. Get out the receipts. I'm, I'm about to. I don't want to pull, pull them out because they're invalid. Show, this isn't even our show where I can. I don't want. I don't want to make them feel bad on someone else's show. <laughs> I think I honestly, when it comes to indie, we have to figure out where. Like, I think JT does have a valid point. Outside of Taylor, Pittman is the question mark. After Pittman, there's a question mark, right? Who? I mean, 
I don't think T.Y. can't stay on the field. I don't even think he's there anymore, is he? I, I honestly, no, I think he's a free agent. Still. I think he's a free agent still. Yeah, <laughs> but see, right there is like I, my, I, that's the problem with Indy. That's no idea so, 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 but is so that an Pitt, upgrade? So, that so, is so an Pittman, upgrade. If Pittman, it can't is be worse stud, at the receiving core. You, you have Paris Campbell who can't stay healthy. Alec Pierce, who I mean, he's a rookie, but I mean, we'll see what he does. Alec they Pierce, no, that he's solid slot player, very Cooper Cup like. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But I'm saying, like, no tight end. It's just Jonathan Taylor. And I think they're just going to run Jonathan Taylor, and he's going to go against stack boxes until those receivers prove that they can make him pay with, hey, with one-on-one coverage. Hines going to play a lot. He is. What's I that? think he's their slot Hines will play a year. lot this year. Because yeah. I think he's going to have to play the slot. <laughs> well, but that, that was the same formula that got Tennessee to the AFC title game against uh, Kansas City a few years ago. So why can't the Colts do it? And listen, regardless of what JT says about who's going to win this division, they've got four to six games. I wouldn't say the two Tennessee games. So they have four games where they should win four games automatically, and it shouldn't be physical compared to what maybe Baltimore or Cincinnati has to go through with like AFC Don, North. Don, here's my counter argument. They haven't beaten Jackson. Jacksonville's beaten them once. And- for the last like eight years and that's and that's fine and that's fine but Cincinnati Bengals would always beat the Steelers too like it just it's one of those things where sometimes a team has their number but it only takes one year for the Colts to be really really good and beat them twice so I I just think it's different with Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's gonna push these guys to win a Super Bowl because this is his last like this is his last shot so, and, will, and they finally have that leader, which they haven't had a few years since Andrew Luck is gone on offense. I agree with you on the leadership part. I think Matt Ryan is the perfect fit for that locker room. I, I think it's, I think it's going to work in that aspect. Him and Reich will probably, they'll be buddies. They'll be at Sunday dinner together. I get it. But you see it in the preseason, and you saw it when Matt Ryan was in Atlanta. His issues are... When those receivers can't get open, he struggles. And you see it in the preseason already. Like, they're not separated. They couldn't separate against Buffalo's second-string defense. And what happened? He struggled. It's not like he's one of these new-age quarterbacks, like a Carson Wentz maybe, that is mobile enough to move when things aren't – when people are getting open. Like, Matt Ryan's like, look, I I drop back. If it's open, I throw it. If not, it's a sack. And it's like – I just really worry about the weapons on that team. And I – I don't think Matt Ryan at this point is good enough to overcome that. But I still, I think just because the Colts have a good culture and I like them as a team, they can still win eight or nine games. And, you know, maybe they make the playoffs, they sneak in and they go on your little Super Bowl run and you win a lot of money from Vegas. But I just don't see them winning the division. And it's because of those things we talked about. And like you said, they always find a way to lose to Jacksonville. I think we might see 2016 Matt Ryan. I really do. Just because of because that Atlanta squad, you couldn't really they did not have the pieces really though either on that team. And that team had to score a lot because they couldn't stop a cold defensively. <laughs> so I think that would be the only argument. I think this is gonna be the this is Matt Ryan's last shot. But the real question will be well, I think Colts are a real question mark next year, right? Are they going to have another quarterback for the fourth year? Like, is that a Frank Reich issue? Or is that just him going all in on a new quarterback every year, right? 
So I think that's more of a next year question for Indianapolis. But I do have I have them as the favorites. I think Don's got them as in the in the Super Bowl. So and then JT's got them what the second best team in the division. But yeah, I got them as the second best team. That can't wait to hear who the best I, team I, is. I, I really want to know who JT's picking. I, I got an know. idea, but like I already I know. I don't think that'll be it till the end of the show where we're going. But let's go to our third squad, and that is the Houston Texans, right? Houston, new coaching change. They're finally kind of out of the whole Deshaun Watson, whatever has unfolded for them these last couple of years. With his situation, Davis Mills is our quarterback. He saw, played solid as a, as a third-round rookie last year. Lovey Smith comes in as the head coach. I think people thought was a, kind of more of a surprise that he got – the head coaching job down in Houston, but more of a stability standpoint of organization to try and get them back on track. JT, let's start with you. Where do you see the Texans doing this year? Well, obviously, I think we can agree they're all going to be last. I think they're going to win probably like three or four games, but it's by design. So I, I'll give them that. Um, the Texans are really interesting to me because I think obviously anytime you Regardless of the circumstances, anytime you lose a quarterback and a player like Deshaun Watson, it's a franchise guy, you're going to go backwards because there's just not many guys with his talent level walking around. And then to make matters worse, you lose a guy who I think is a top 10 safety and read. He, you lose him. So it's a rebuild, plus you're losing young talent. And I just expect them to do what, what their plan is in-house, which is continue to tank for the 2023 draft. But it's interesting because they have a bunch of guys on that team that could that could mess it up the way the Dolphins kind of messed up the Andrew Luck thing because I think they messed around and got some guys that can actually play. Davis Mills, I, I agree with you. I like him. I think he he could be their starting quarterback if they just believe in him and give him the weapons. Damian Pierce, Don's guy, he loves him. We already see what he's doing in the preseason. He could be an RB1 for the next couple of years. And then you got guys like Nico Collins and Brevin Jordan, who I think that core of guys could be good if you get one or two draft classes around them. But the only thing is those are young guys that want to win. So how do the Texans approach playing those guys and they might mess around and, you know, beat Indianapolis or beat the Titans one more time than they should. And now, you know, they're looking at the number three or four pick instead of the number one pick. So the Titans, I mean, the Texans, uh, it'll be really interesting to see how they approach this year, but I think they made some some sneaky good additions, especially in the secondary. I thought the three corners they brought in, uh, Stingley through the draft, and then Nelson and Desmond King, there goes your slot, your safety, and your two starting corners right there. And I think they're all really solid players that could be a decent secondary, especially in this division. But I just think they're going to do everything they can to be the worst team in football and get that number one pick. So I, I don't expect anything more than that. Don, are they going to tank? Yeah, I, I think they'll tank, but just it's an organic sort of tank. It's not like they're going to do what JT's Miami Dolphins owner tried to do where, you know, paying off guys to try to to try to lose games like that. That was a jab at JT, but he didn't find it. Oh, my funny. bad. Let me take that out. Yeah, you're so sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's just going to be an organic tank where they're truly building for the future, but they're putting talent out there to try to win games, but at the same time to get experience. And it's also part of them building, rebuilding or building a strong culture in that organization and locker room. You bring in a guy like Lovey Smith, who's known to do that. Again, defensive guy, he's good, you know, tough guy that has shown he can win games at different organizations. 
And Cully did a great job winning four games. Like that was unbelievable how he was able to win four games with that team. So I think their goal is to try to repeat that, right? You, you never want to go 0 and 17, be the first team to go 0 and 17 or even go 1 and 16. Like you want to try to repeat those four wins if you can. And with the draft, don't worry about it because this quarterback class, if Davis Mills doesn't work out, this quarterback class is loaded. So mm-hmm. I think if you're still in the top 10, you're in play. You're in play for a franchise quarterback. So I wouldn't worry about that. And if you get your four wins, you can end up getting a quarterback. So, but I think the thing for them is with Deshaun gone, they can now clean up that culture again, right? Like for two years, it's like they were like a team in the NCAA under investigation. Like you can't recruit guys. Other coaches are using that against the, you know, the, the college football team in recruiting. Like the same thing was happening here. Like no one knew what was going on. Who's the quarterback? What's the locker room like? So they have a chance and they're doing it, cleaning that all up. And I like who they brought as far as young guys, Derek Stingley Jr. He's one of my favorite college players that I've seen lately, Kenyon green. So they're building that offensive line with tons already. Mechie is a great kind of hidden gem pick where they're not ready to win now. And we've all admitted that, or at least I think Blaine will as well. So why not let them rehab? Cause I agree with JT, even though it pains me like a guy coming back from surgery always needs that additional year. So Mechie a year from now, like look out two years from now, look out if they, if they have that offensive line in place, Damian uh, Pierce is their guy running and they get that franchise quarterback, like look out and, you know, adding guys like Steven Nelson, even though they lose Justin Reed, like I, I think that's going to keep them competitive, but big picture wise, like they're building it the way we've seen in the AFC South offensive line. They'll do it with the defense. As you saw with like Stingley. Now that's all they need to do is get that quarterback. If Davis Mills is, is not their guy. So I've got them with only three wins, but it's not a terrible three wins. That doesn't bother you though. Cause I feel like we, we talked about this last year after the first game they played, we're like, wait a minute, the Texans are actually competitive with the yeah. bad team. It was basically they were who we thought the Jags were going to be last year, and the Jags were who we thought the Texans were going to be last year. And I'm like, yeah, do I trust the Texans to only win four games? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, that, it's very unique how it's going. I got Houston getting five. I think See, that's, that, that, that's what I'm saying. They're going to surprise people just because but, they have all that young talent. But that's the thing is they're young. So I think those games that they were in at the end last year, like, they're going to continue to lose those. So – you look at that schedule, where do they get those five wins? Especially because JT thinks that, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars are going to go undefeated. Like, where where is Houston going to get their five wins? You see what I got to deal with? You know, <laughs> you know his 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 hot take was a was a was a big hit in gym. And he just goes and drops mine on the table before we get there. But even though that's not it, but uh, I see what's going on here. No, I, I just I, to honestly is going to steal some games. That's how that's how it's going to that, be. That's how I they played last Collins year. Is going to be the breakout star in the league this year. I who's, really who's do. that? Nico Collins. I think, I think so too. Be an absolute stud for them. Well, where do they get their five on that sort of schedule? I'm about, to pull, I'm about to pull up their schedule right. But now. you're but right. while you're pulling that schedule up, you're talking. I get the youth thing, and, and you always harp on that. You know, youth they got to go through their lumps. But the Bengals were young last year, and they said, you know what? Screw that. It yes, <laughs> doesn't matter. We don't have to go through, through pains. We're just going to – anything can happen when you get out there between those lines if you have talent. And I think the Texans have a lot of talent that could do a lot of good things. It's just people don't 
know them because they're on the Texans. That's fair. All right, let's see here. I'm going to run through this and give them five wins. All right, um, Colts opening week, they'll lose. Denver second week, they'll lose. So they'll be 0-2. They'll beat Chicago because Chicago will be the worst team in football this year. Um, so that's one and two. Lose to the Chargers. I think they'll beat Jacksonville that in week four. So that's two and two. Lose into Raiders, two and three. I think they're going to split against – get Tennessee once, so that'll put them at three wins. They're going to beat the Giants. That'll be four. And then they're going to beat the Commanders. Are we confident on the Chargers? Because, you know, the Chargers could just be Chargers things that lose that game. Yeah, that is the be- Chargers thing to do, right? <laughs> to lose to the Texans. But also, we're just presuming all of a sudden now the Texans are going to beat the lowly teams like Chicago and the Giants. I'm sure Giant and Chicago fans right now are saying the oh, same yeah, the thing. Texans hey, more than that, a W when the Texans come down. As a Lockheed fan, I thought they were going to be a win, but they have watched us this year, and that's not a... <laughs> Notice, I didn't say the Commanders. I said Giant fans yeah, and you Chicago fans. I see what you did there. I, I know the way Washington fans think. The <laughs> Bears, I think the Bears are amazing. every day. You look at rock bottom, and then anything else is a progress. So... <laughs> No, I think Houston's it's just they're gonna play hard and they're gonna steal some games. How all right, I gotta get you guys' take on this though. How much of convenience is it that Deshaun Watson's first game back is against Houston and Houston? You know, oh, don't, it's huge. The NFL, don't you smell something there? The NFL just knows that like, oh, how did they know Watson's return? Carolina, Cleveland, like that's crazy. First weekend, like Baker get like that's crazy. Last year was the Jets in Carolina, Darnold facing. Like they they know they know what they're doing. Nope, something smells. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, let's jump to our final squad in this division. That is JT Super Bowl Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm hopping in on this Don joke, so I had to, I had to. Um, but Don, because we have JT's got them winning the division, I want to hear your first take first on Jacksonville. I think their biggest upgrade was bringing in Doug Peterson to hopefully groom Trevor Lawrence. They did overspend on some players like Christian Kirk. Brandon Sheriff's a nice pickup, but I think they also did overspend on some of these guys to make sure that they had them. Don, what do you look at Jacksonville? So I'll give you the realistic version of how their season should go. See, Blaine, right? Blaine, Blaine, I, I, I see you, you, you're giving Don a leg up. You're letting him eight mile me right now. You let it, you let, you let him be rabbit go first before Papa Doc goes. And it, that, that's just not well, fair. Let's, that way i thought you were gonna pick probably tennessee or indy to win the division but then like because i was going back and forth each team you guys would go jump back and forth with your take first and then you got the houston so then i'm like you didn't pick houston to win <laughs> he's got to finish now the show with this hockey. No, hey, Doc, go ahead go ahead I, JT, I, if, we've disagreed about this so many times if, so go ahead and if bring you're, it. if you're so confident with your pick and your opinion is so well fact-based it shouldn't matter who goes first. So Ooh. with me going first, it should rabbit actually help from the top you. rope with the first so, bar. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> so, listen, they had, what, three wins last year? They need to show improvement. They, they can't go three or less here. There's no doubt. And I think they will. I, I've got them going five five because their schedule is still kind of tough. Now, Doug Peterson, I know what you, you guys have been saying about him, but he's – 
he has to show me he's the right man for the job. I'm not sold on it yet because for all the grief we want to give Frank Reich with Carson Wentz, guess what? Peterson was the head coach. He's the offensive guy. He was what? With Brett Favre. He was with the West Coast offense, whatever you want to say. He didn't fix Wentz either. So until you show me he's the right guy for Trevor Lawrence, I'm not buying it. They'll get those couple upsets. But I actually don't mind that they overspent for Christian Kirk because they had to spend the money somewhere. And they had to bring some talent in because they had none last year. Etienne gets hurt. I do like Brandon Sheriff coming in, Evan Ingram. Those are fine pickups. I didn't like them getting rid of Chenault, though. I feel like Chenault was a I, solid complimentary wide receiver for them. I think they just didn't know how to use him. I think he in Carolina, I think he'll basically be the backup to Christian McCaffrey. Like, they'll use him in that same way if McCaffrey goes down. And I, they like, they just didn't use him like that in Jacksonville. Almost like a Cordell Patterson type vibe. Yeah, like a like a yak guy. Get him the ball in space and like yeah. let him run after the catch. Like that at Colorado, like that's Don. Like, he was, was like, yeah, he was high on Chanel when he was at Colorado, and yeah. it was for that reason. Yeah, I've I've always liked him. So I didn't like them losing him, but like DJ Chark, Christian Kirk, they kind of cancel each other out in a way. Um, so I do like some of their signings, and they have a very young defense, but this is where I think they start to falter is. They still don't have enough weapons this year for Trevor Lawrence. Etienne is coming off of what, JT? A foot injury? You're always worried about the next year after a guy has a foot or knee injury. So, And he's a rookie. This is his rookie year. So he's never gone through the gauntlet of 17 games against full-grown men 17 times every Sunday, dealing with media, dealing with millions. Like, like there's a lot of pressure there, and he's only being – he's only a rookie. Now, they're in – a good direction, but they're not ready to overtake the division. They don't have the mentality yet. They have a brand new staff and coach. And JT, they're just getting over Urban Meyer. And yes, they won that last game last year without Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer was only there 13 games, okay? So they're removed from him from that disaster. But it's going to take a while. Like, they're not just going to spring in there and win nine games or even eight games. It's going to take them a while. You, this is my last point. You want to knock the Colts for what kind of talent do they have? Well, let me tell you the depth chart real quick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, Etienne, injured, coming off injury. James Robinson, coming off an injury. Christian Kirk, we can all agree, was overpaid, even though that's fine. I, I, I You've got to pay somebody. Marvin Jones Jr., Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Like, who on that roster for a young Trevor Lawrence our defense is going to be worried about. They don't need to put eight in the box. And like, they don't need to double team anyone. So tell me in a division that has Tennessee and the Colts for defenses, where are they winning their games? I'm giving them five. I'd be, I'd be surprised if they win five, but I just don't see how they can compete in this division yet. One day, but not, not, not this year. JT, the floor is yours. Mm. I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. He made me look so bad with that <laughs> argument. Jesus, where do where where do you where do you get all your information love, from? Because I, I just can't. I can't compete you, against thank you. Goodness. I just I just can't compete against you. Not now the you. funny thing is, obviously, I got the Jags winning this division, but I'm not completely out of control with the expectations because I don't have them going on a miraculous Super Bowl run and they're going to beat the Chiefs and the playoffs and all this stuff. I got them 
winning one more game than the Colts. I got them at 10 and seven. So it's going to come down to those two teams. And I just think they beat the Colts one more time to get in pretty much like it went last year. But um, let's start with Urban Meyer. Um, I disagree with you on the impact of him not being there. I guarantee if you go to Vegas and they have a bet for how many games will an NFL team win once Urban Meyer leaves, I guarantee he's at least five. So that right there yeah, is a big, big, big adjustment. And I know you tried to downplay the weapons because we had this conversation before, like, oh, this and that and this and that. They have the best offensive weapons, if you look at it, in this division. Etienne, I know he's coming off a foot injury, but hey, he missed all of last year and he's already looking explosive. Robinson, I do worry about, but it's still James Robinson. Like that is probably the one best one, one, two combo at running back in the division. I know you're talking about Zay Jones, but go pull up that Raiders tape from last year when they finally actually gave him a role. He was their best receiver, not named Hunter Renfro. Like he balled out with the Raiders last year. Marvin Jones, you're a guy, he's getting older. You love him. Great number three. Evan Ingram played with Daniel Jones and the Giants and Jason Garrett. Like any, everybody looks bad on that team. Guess what? Now he's in a new environment with better coaching. I want to see what he does. And you disrespected the person who you swore was the MVP last year on this team. And you didn't even bring him up. You want to have a chance to know who that is? Remind you love me. this guy. Remind Boy, me. And he said this was the best player and everybody was disrespecting him. It's Laquan Treadwell. That's your number five or six option. Like you laugh and Christian Kirk, of course, like I, I think he was overpaid, but I think he's, he's at least as good as Michael Pittman could be that, like based on what we've seen. So I look at that. That's a really good lineup for this division. I'm not saying it's the best in football, but I think it's the best in the AFC South and they will have a different look this year, both mentally and physically because they have all these pieces they have the coaching. Like, how often does a team go through what the Jags went through? They get a number, another number one pick. They get a coach that has a Super Bowl on his resume. And you want to talk about Doug Peterson not being the right man for that job? I'm sorry. Frank Reich hasn't exactly gotten it done since he's left Philly anyway. So you taking him to the Super Bowl. So miss me with that. He but, got him to the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Okay, whatever. But he's supposed to go to the Super Bowl. But you're you're he saying will, he's that you're he saying he's year. that good, but he's not. He will he will he, he hasn't year. done it. They did make the playoffs last year, so it's invalid. Brandon Sheriff, I like best one of the best guards in football when he's healthy. Trevon Walker, I think you and I were down on him at the draft. We were saying, like, hey, if he goes number one, he's a bust. And I know um you gave great stats stealing my PFF login and all that stuff, and you had all this pressure rate, which was is really good stats. Like that was an awesome point by you until I went back and I looked how they were using him. They were basically rushing him from the nose tackle position, which is insane. And I, I think that's why he wasn't winning a lot of the one, those one-on-one matchups because they just wanted him to bull rush the middle and let everybody else eat. Jacksonville, they're going to put him on the edge. Him and Josh Allen are going to wreak havoc. And I think Walker is a physical freak. He just looks the part of one of those like guys that could be dominant on the edge. And you have two high, highly drafted guys on the edge. You got a number one overall pick at quarterback, a Super Bowl winning coach. They upgraded all the weapons. And the teams that were above you before are all being downgraded a little bit. I think it's easy to see what's going to happen here. The Jags are going to win this division. It's going to be close, but they're going to win it. I don't have them in the division. I've got them at, I think them and Houston are going to finish with five wins together. They're going to be holding hands, giving each other a nice little soiree. Like, hey, we, we were working. I think the one thing that Jacksonville's got going for them is that they will have a 
their schedule sets up nicer than people think, right? They've got some winnable games. And again, it's going to be the very same thing with, with them. How many games are they going to be able to squeak by when it's in a competitive game? And I think Don's point about Doug Peterson is fair, right? How are you, are we going to see the upgrade with Trevor Lawrence? Because we saw flashes last year, but it was a lot of growing pains than what many people thought it was going to be, right? We thought he was going to be almost like instantaneous. It didn't matter who he was going to be, who was going to, who he was throwing the ball to, who he was giving the ball to. But there was a lot of growing pains with him, and he could have been. You, Davis Mills had a better year last year than Lawrence did, and that's saying something. And Mills was a third-round pick when Lawrence was the number one overall pick. So for Jacksonville, it's not the offense that I'm concerned about. It's are you going to be able to stop people, right? And I think JT made a valid point with Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker. I think they did mess up, and they should have just taken Hutchinson. You knew you were what you were going to get, but that's just my take on it. But their secondary and their linebackers are very exposable, especially in the passing game. They're gonna they're gonna have to play a lot of zone and just hope that they're gonna bend but don't break because in man coverage last year they were atrocious. That's what I see in Jacksonville is that they're just not gonna be able to score enough points to be able to stay in a lot of these games. I think ETN's actually gonna be in the conversation with comeback player of the year because I think James Robinson's role he's understands in Peterson's offense that he's Robinson's not going to see much of the field. ETN's that prototypical back that what he wants to see that he can pass, he can run, he can catch, and he can still, he's, he's an underrated pass protector. So ETN I have in the comeback player of the year conversation. I know the foot injury is something alarming, but he was not hurt in college at all. So I, I'm one that takes a step back in that regard. I think, that is one component that's going to be interesting to see. Will Lawrence and ETN be able to pick up right where they left off from college, which was the main reason that they were drafted together in the first place, to give Lawrence somebody that he was already familiar with. I think ETN's going to see a lot of slot. He's going to be doing all over the field. But for me, it's the secondary with Jacksonville. I don't think they're going to be very successful, and I think that's going to really hinder their ability. But I'll push back. I'll, you want to go ahead? No, go ahead, JT. No, yeah, no I was going to say I, I, I like this. I like the secondary because I think that that's a valid concern. Linebackers, I think it's more of we just don't know if the guys they were paid for in free agency are going to be good or not. We'll have to see. But secondary, I, I think that's a legit concern. But based on this show, like secondary is a concern for every team in this division. So that's valid. So, everybody's got a secondary. Yeah, everybody's got a bad secondary. And I know you. T- we talk about the Texans and Davis Mills. Definitely had a great season last year. I think it's very underrated. But what's the difference between the Texans and the Jags last year? It was environment and culture. Like they the Texans, bad culture. Oh, no, no, hold on, come on. You just you just said how David Cauley was a great coach, right? Like if if David yeah, Cauley they was, were co- was going coaching through stuff, that doesn't just because they have a strong. And we all leader. knew David Cauley was a placeholder. We knew he was not. But, gonna, he's, 
but he still but but guess what he still was a he still was a good coach he still was a good mentor for those young players just because you lose doesn't mean you don't gain valuable experience urban meyer was out there going to bars not riding back with the team cheating on his wife kicking the kicker like it was just a mess like nobody can nobody can grow in that situation was going through the same just in a different way they had that deshaun watson cloud over them the whole year but they but they had no pressure like like it when once deshaun wasn't gonna play nobody expected the texans to do anything where the jags it was like you just got the number one pick in trevor lawrence urban myers coming in with all this hype from college like people expected them to take that next step unrealistically last year and it just imploded so i think that situation was way more devastating on the psyche of those teams and you can see it what's the first thing etienne said when he came back in his press conferences he's like hey thank god i missed last year with injury because that was just ridiculous like it just speaks to how bad it was and I know I'm going out on a limb here because he hasn't shown it yet, but are we really sure Trevor Lawrence isn't at best the number two quarterback in this division? Like, like realistically, oh, like if you were starting yeah, a team out, I, out of these four quarterbacks, absolutely. would he not be in the top two? Oh, he'd be number one if we're starting a team. If we're in my starting opinion. team number one, if we're yeah. talking right now, he's behind Matt. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. He's at least top two. So yeah, there's I, no doubt. No one's arguing to it. That. He's got a factor into it. You got a top two quarterback in this division. I think they have the best offensive weapons in the division. And they got the best coach. Mike Vrabel, I will put up there just because he's been great lately. But it's like, hey, Doug Peterson's been there. He got a Super Bowl. He beat Tom Brady. He did it with Nick Foles. Like, come on. Doug well, Peterson should okay. be the best coach. In he the did it with Nick Foles, but he had a very good cohesive team that was a veteran team. And that defense was really good. But let me give you a couple stats. And then, Blaine, I have a question for you. All so right. we talk about. Oh, you guys aren't worried about their offense. They scored the least amount of points last year, 253. That's less than Houston and less than the Giants. You just made fun of Daniel Jones, JT. So, and this is just a rhetoric question. Where is that new offense coming from? Because nothing has changed besides Etienne being healthy. They lose Brandon Linder, their center, who was only 30 years old. And you're bringing in Christian Kirk but losing DJ Chark. So I don't see where the Rod offense gets. Rookie, rookie for center out of Kentucky. He's an absolute stud out of the SEC. But you're basing all of this on rookies. Brandon Sheriff, and you got a People, commander's fan right here will tell him he's a good guard. When he's healthy, he's really but good. you brought in Lawrence last year, and everyone says he's the franchise. He, he was a rookie last year. You think a rookie center is going to come in and be Marquise Pouncey? No. So let me like, ask you a question. Who, who had a better offensive line last year, the Jags or the Texans? I, I don't understand. What's that question matter? We're talking because, division. Because I feel we're like talking you're basing, division winner. Like you're you're still talking with, the, with Houston. Last year. Like, the situation is completely different. It was the worst possible scenario that can happen last year happened to the Jags. Like, Everything, everything that was the worst case that's, scenario. So went that's down. good to know. You'll make excuses when Jacksonville doesn't win the division. Here's my other point I want to make. You said what? Ten and seven. Ten and seven. One more Play. win than the Colts. Last year's One or two wins. Cincinnati Bengals were ten and seven. So Blaine, let me ask you this. JT says they're going ten and seven. The Bengals last year, for how great they were, all of the weapons they have. All of the injuries that occurred in that division, they only went 10 and 7 to win the division. Do you honestly believe that Jacksonville can duplicate what Cincinnati did and go 10 and 7 in that division with these sort of players? 
I, I can't see it. I can, because I, I am more concerned about their defense. I think their wide receiving core is an upgrade with Zay Jones and with Christian Kirk. I do. The real question mark with them is that they don't have a true number one wide receiver because Christian Kirk was a number three in Arizona, let's be honest. And then behind A.J. Green and Hop, Then Zay Jones was also the number three option technically because you go Renf- you go Waller, Renfro, then Zay Jones. So my, for offensively speaking, I think that's going to honestly maybe help Jacksonville because I don't think defense is going to know where Trevor's going to go with the ball because he doesn't have someone that is going to be Mr. Like stands out that he's going to be their top option, right? So I think that actually might actually help them the first couple weeks of the year because they're going to have a little bit of a trying to figure out where Jacksonville and Lawrence is going to go with the football in crunch time situations. So that helps them out to start the year, which is where I think they're going to get a couple wins. And then, again, it'll fall off towards the middle of the year, and then they'll pick it back up towards the end of the year, which is where I have five, because I think Jacksonville defense, like, again, defense is – has kind of become optional in the NFL. So, um, and it's the same with college football. It's just the way that the game is tr- transitioning. But I, I don't think they're going to be able to stop many people. And I think Trayvon Walker is only going to be in on third down packages. And I don't know how often they're going to get the third down. I, I just don't see how, how do they get 10 wins with this schedule? They have the AFC West. And then they have the AFC East, which means they've got Dallas and Philly. A- and that's like, perfect because AFC West, you want to talk about. And you think they're going to be Washington. NFL. Like, like, let me tell like, you something so- about Washington, right? Ron <laughs> Rivera, hold on, Blake. Ron Rivera and this defense is getting healthy again. Like, that is a bad combination for Doug Peterson first game going into playing a defense like that. Like Washington, so Doug Peterson. I don't believe they're going to be a pushover this year. in that division. Yeah, but what does that matter when you don't have the talent you once had with the Eagles? I think you're. I think you're looking at it backwards. First, I like the way you're I like just the trying way you to set fit up the. Jackson I like the way you set up the argument with the Bengals because he he loves to do this. The Bengals, yes, they won ten wins, but you look at when they really took off is when the quarterbacks really started to fall off and get hurt in that division. They turned it on late. Now, exactly. That's my point. Hot, but but you're acting like they were like a front runner the whole year, and it's like, oh yeah, like they won ten year ten wins, and they were just this juggernaut all year. No, they had to find their footing, and they got hot at the right time. I'm not saying that they're Cincinnati Bengals, and the AFC North is a way tougher division. I just think that AFC South it is was in not flux and it's up it for grabs. It was not last year. Because first of all, year. you can't. The Colts missing the playoffs by losing to the Jags last year. You can't tell me that the AFC South is not a division that's up for grabs. You can't tell me that. Because the Colts were supposed to be so talented last year that they didn't make the playoffs. Tennessee limped into the playoffs only because Lamar went down and Jacksonville has gotten better. It is up for grabs. Indianapolis, Tennessee. Plain oh, because they missed the grab last year. It's up for grabs. Yeah, again. Exactly. All right, cool. and, and you said the Titans – aren't as good so it's up for grabs if they're the division champs i think the jags got the best offense they're the biggest wild card i think those two divisions that they're playing in actually maybe play to their advantage because afc west shootouts anytime you're in a shootout anything can happen (laughs) i want the jaguars in a shootout mark my words that's that's exactly what i want i'm intrigued right now because i let's see here i'm assuming you have them beating washington as an one 
one and zero. Then they go, they host Indianapolis, which is where they always beat the Colts is when they're hosting Indy. So I'm assuming you have them getting at least that one, two. They're at the Chargers. Are they winning that one or losing that one? I want to say, I want to say they are they are they at Kansas City or is Kansas City at home? They're at Kansas City. Well, they're at so the Chargers. I think. So I think I think they'll lose the KC game. I think the Chargers game. I'll I'll pull I'll pull upset there. I think they'll win. Okay, so that's three and zero to open. Then they're at Philly. That's the one I'm stuck on. Okay, so let's just talk them down. Because 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 it's it's his old team, so I don't know which side is going to be more emotional. Three. All right, three and one. They're hosting Houston. I'm assuming you haven't beaten them. They're going to win that game. At Indy, are they going to sweep Indianapolis then? I think they sweep the Texans. I think they sweep the Titans. I think they split with Indy. Okay, so four and two. Yeah, them probably beating the Giants, correct? I do. Five and two. They play Denver. At Denver, Denver. At, or at oh, home. Uh, it's, in, it's in London, I think. Oh, I think it's overseas. Oh, yeah, they're going to win that game. The Jags are the London special team. They always win. <laughs> All right, so they're six and two. Post in Vegas. In Vegas? In Jacksonville, hosting. In Jacksonville, ooh, that can go either way. Um, I'll give it. I'll 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 make an even split. I'll give it to the Raiders, even though All I right. think Jacks the Jazz can win that game. All right, six and three, hosting Kansas City. You have them losing six and mm-hmm. four. Baltimore comes to Jacksonville. That's a loss. All right, six and five, at Detroit. That's a win. Seven and five, and then you said you have them sweeping Tennessee. I do. So eight, so that's eight and five. Then they're hosting Dallas. I'm assuming that's an L. Who's the other team that's left? Then they have they're at the Jets, at Houston, at Titans. That gives you you have them at eleven. He has them at eleven. No, well, here's the thing. I can see the Dallas, the Dallas, the Philly game, and the Raiders game, Chargers game. I think are the fifty fifty games. I have them splitting the AFC West just to be fair. I think they can beat all the AFC, uh, the NFC. East teams, except for maybe Philly, because I like Philly a lot this year, and I, I don't know how the emotions will be in that game. The London game, I think, plays into their favor, and I see how those teams play when they come from the West Coast to the East Coast for those early games. Like you saw it la- uh, last year with Kyler, like they didn't play as well, like in that first half. So I can see them getting the 10 wins. Like easily, some of those games could be 50 50 games for them. Like the Chiefs, I don't think they can beat. Uh, I don't think they can beat. Um, I forgot who else was saying this. There's like maybe like three teams I don't think that they can beat for sure, and I think that they'll split with the Colts. Titans and Texans, I think, are getting swept. I would put them at 11. That's crazy. But I had two, but I had two 50-50 games where I couldn't make a call, so right, I could right. easily so, go down to 10. So you took it down to 10. Yeah. That's interesting. I honestly, now, I still have them at five. I, I have them beaten – we're, presume, we're presuming a lot of that stuff. Like we're presuming to say, oh, the Chargers are going to do Chargers things. They do, but at the same time, they still end up with nine, 10 wins as the Chargers. So they got to get their wins and somewhere. We will, and we will I got see. them split in Houston. Then they beat the Jets, the Giants. That's three. You beat the Commanders. That's four. And then you beat Detroit. Those are five. That's where I have them. So you got them getting swept by the AFC West and basically getting swept by the NFC East except for the Commanders. I have the AFC West getting three teams, so yeah. Okay. I have. Well, I have well, the no, he says they're going to beat the Giants. They're going to be so. getting all four in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think the Chargers is an interesting game because I also saw Baker Mayfield go out. Was that last year they went out there and they had a shoot? <laughs> and and that game was closer than it should have been. So the Chargers, when it's a when it's a shootout with them, I think it's it's scary. Cause you even saw it last year with the Steelers. Like Ben was out there throwing for 500 yards. Like those shootout games with the Chargers are always interesting. The Raiders, I don't know what to think of them. I I don't trust them to beat the Chiefs. And the Broncos game is in London. Like those London games are always weird. And the Jags are the one team that's consistently always playing over there. That's usually where they get like one of their three or four wins. That's just one of the only game that the fans will show up to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the five, I got them winning. I've got them splitting Houston, splitting Tennessee, and then the Jets, the Giants, and in Detroit. That's the five. But you know, again, you got to flip it, right? The Jets in, in Detroit, they're gonna get wins somewhere. So where do they get them? It could be the Steelers. Be, it may be could against be a tie. It could be against the Steelers. I'm not denying that. But it also could be against the Chargers, or they could beat the Steelers and the, or the Jaguars, and they could beat the, so like the Jets could beat the Jaguars and the Steelers because they play. Hey, well. it it could happen, but hey, look, that's just what I'm predicting. That's why I said I didn't have anything crazy with them going to the to the Super Bowl or anything oh, like that. Oh, I had the winning division. <laughs> Nothing crazy. Eleven wins. But I, I took it down to 10. ten. Nothing crazy, ten. Blaine. I had this the winning division by one shot. win. I, I think both are crazy because one of you took the Colts to the Super Bowl and the other guy took the Jets. Hey, final question, Blaine. This this will put it to rest, and I'll shut up after you answer no, whether won't. whether it's in my favor <laughs> no, or not, won't. Blaine. Money. I, I don't want. I don't want to play with well, lives, right? So money. Money on the line, all of your savings, all of your future paychecks on the line. What are you betting it on? The Colts to get to the Super Bowl or Jacksonville to win 10 and the division? Oh God. What would you put it on if you had to pick? One of those two is going to happen, right? Someone tells you, looking in the future, one of those two things is going to happen. He understood the question. You don't have to sell it more to pick the Colts. I'm just making I sure. Have, I, I am taking the jackpots. Oh, Blaine. I, I, I got because of the unknowns that are the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. It's feasible. <laughs> I, I That's live because with I answer. can pick five other teams ahead of the Colts to be in the Super Bowl. So. Does, See, does that mean we can go, I got it. You can go Kansas City. You can go the Chargers. You can go Baltimore. It's a smart bet. I got you. Okay. Baltimore, Cincinnati, and I would still put them on. <laughs> Bottom line, what Blaine is saying is the same thing I've been saying this whole time. This division is more up for grabs than people want to admit. It really is. Which is intriguing because last year, we, I think all three of us could honestly assume that we thought there was going to be two teams out of this division in the postseason. And the Colts should have been in the postseason if they could, could have beaten Vegas or beaten Jacksonville. Right, so which is intriguing to see. So let's just recap who we had. I have going at Colts, Titans, and then the Jaguars and Texans are tied. JT, you have Jaguars, Colts, Titans, Texans. Correct. Don has Colts, Titans. Did you go then Jacksonville, Jacksonville then Houston? And then Houston, okay. yep. So, so let so me. We're let me... all in a different order, so, which is kind of intriguing. So, hey, 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 look, he answered the question. Your mic is beautiful. No, I, I want to give you, I want to give you the odds. I want to give you the odds. Oh, Maybe see, not as bad. See, this, this is what I'm talking about. He didn't like your answer. The He's Super going to Bowl, the Vegas odds. The, the Colts are plus 2,500 to win the Super Bowl. So, those odds are obviously high. But they're. What's equal... Jacksonville to win the division? Plus 700. And Houston's at plus 2,500. 
The Colts are minus one thirty-four. That's that's kind of embarrassing that Houston's actually still only is that high. Because I, yeah. yeah, I think they've is. all just talked about it. They're like, Houston's going to surprise people this year with how competitive they are. But the Colts to win the Super Bowl at plus 2,500 is the same odds as the Eagles, and Cincinnati's only at plus 2,200. So, yes, while That's the intriguing. odds to win the division are better for Jacksonville because there's only four teams that can win it, the well, Colts' that was odds – They only had to beat three other teams. Exactly. Like, exactly. But the Colts' odds – are no different than some of the teams that are expected to possibly push for, for right. an AFC or NFC title. So I'm not that far. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> um, you're not way. that far on an island. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not on Revis Island yet. He's just not giving up his entire life savings to go on that island with you. That's just what he's saying. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I got to live with the answer. All right, fellas. I want to appreciate the two of you coming on the final whistle sports podcast. Why don't you let all my viewers know where to catch your guys' content and what's coming up for you guys next. All right. Yes. Thank you again for having us on. You can find us, JT and the Don All Sports Podcast, all of the uh, podcast major platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, um, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, as well as follow us on social media. Uh, Instagram's our, our biggest one, as well as uh, TikTok. And what we have coming up is uh, we'll be dropping soon our NFL preview show, just kind of a quick rundown of, of a little bit of everything uh, to get you ready for the NFL season. Sounds great. If you guys haven't yet, please go listen to their show. Go like it. Go follow. Go do whatever you go. Leave a review. Everything to promote these guys. These guys do great work. And it's been a long time in the making to get you guys onto my show. So I appreciate you guys taking some time to be able to chat it up with me. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks for having us on. All right, everybody. We got one more divisional breakdown left. Be on the lookout for the AFC North. As always, I am your host, Blaine Spencer, from the Final Whistle Sports Podcast, signing off.